all of those, um, all the ones that I could, I think there was four recordings from your uh, Nashville trip um, that were the recorded. Grassroots Nashville, huh? Yeah, the gra yep, that, the Grassroots Nashville. Say that 10 times real fast. And <laughs> so which one stood out to you? To the, uh, sounded like a good time. Yes, which Starlink. ones did you hear? Oh man, I couldn't remember right now. The um, Alex Gladstein. Uh, uh, there was one where they were just. Uh, oh, I, I uh, Sig, Sid, Captain Sid. Um, oh yeah, he was on the one where panel. they were. Yeah, 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 yeah. That panel. Another one. Well, there was a lot of good stuff on there because they were trying to pick each other's brains about you know best ways to recruit and bloody blah, blah. So. Um, and I can't remember, but right, yeah, right, whatever, however many they've released. What's that? Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it is. Um, what about uh, have you guys been paying attention to uh, shit breaking uh, macroeconomically around the world? Today's big, you mean like show? uh, Jed the is. Bank of England? Yeah, yeah, crazy, more easing. What is your what is your thoughts? They're all, all governments are going to have to do it. They're all yeah. going to have to start easing again. Yep. I mean, yeah, they look like they're committed to raising rates, though. So, I mean, it's mm -hmm. kind of we're going to see what, it's, what happens. Um, right. It's gas and brake at the same time. You know, we're going to do brake stands. This yeah. is some uh, stagflation, in my opinion. Uh, and it's almost like there um there's a race to the bottom there's a race to devaluation of your currency and uh maybe england got a head start yeah hey alan are you on your starlink i am because it sucks what sucks well i i you've had some <laughs> uh intermittent internet uh you've had some today frozen in the weird <laughs> positions and stuff some frozen some frozen open I mouth uh, i didn't see it on this end <laughs> oh you didn't see it maybe mm. it's my shitty charter then <laughs> charter <laughs> but you everything else was fine like i could see me i could see jed i could see everything and then uh also alan's just frozen yeah well mine all look good from my perspective i see you both yeah. really well nice well that's all that counts now back to the, uh, I forgot I was going to ask you that earlier when you were freezing. It's been fine lately. Um, so this is kind of crazy stuff. I think these aren't just cracks now. These are actual breaks and they've sent the shitty plumbers in with duct tape and haywire and all sorts of and chewing gum to try to fix. And now Lauren's frozen. Yep. <laughs> Same on He's my sleeping. end. He's sleeping. Hey, Lauren, wake up. Well, he needs he needs Starlink. I think he does. <laughs> <laughs> wake up, Lauren Hoddle, wake we, up. We might have lost him entirely. <laughs> well, he was having problems before. Of course, yeah. we have the recording now. Yeah. We can prove it to him. Well, he's going to have to log back in. and. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. So, yeah, with um, the Starlink here, I haven't had any issues. It's worked perfectly. So I may, I want to try to relocate my inside dish because 
it does not extend into the apartment attached to my house. And so I, it may have too many walls to go through to have laid out a very good, you know, strong field of Wi-Fi, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so we've totally lost Lauren. So you're up to meeting tomorrow. Did you want to do it at the center or did you want to do it at the tap house or someplace else? Or what were your thoughts? Yeah, we have nothing planned. Right. But where's best for... Because it sounds like, did anybody else volunteer to go south with you to Chico? No, I just threw it out there. I, I didn't figure anybody was going to. Why not? <laughs> Jen, why not? This is a great opportunity to They're go try us. a different venue, see some new people, promote a good cause. They're not us. Where are the visionaries in Reading <laughs> besides you, Lauren, and myself? It's, you know, Lauren, he should be going. We should give him a hard time about not going. Yeah, pe people talk a lot. You know, you get all these other people that talk and say they want to help out and do things, but you see when in reality what it comes down to. Um, yeah, so I had a good talk this <clears throat> morning with Liz from Charlotte's meetup, and we were actually were discussing my first Bitcoin, that whole proposal that she told me, Alan, the links you put out there on that thread don't work. <laughs> mm. Um, apparently the one Twitter link did work. It took them to the spaces where John and Sharon, I don't think you've met Sharon, were talking about my premier Bitcoin and Sharon was talking about these teachers or directors of the schools, but it's tough to get people to want to step out, um, and send money off anywhere. Yeah. I mean, so she thought maybe she would talk to her brother, Jacob, and maybe they would say, well, let's, maybe if the Charlotte Bitcoin says, hey, we're going to support two, sponsor two kids or whatever, and put it out there on Twitter, maybe they would have other meetups might decide, okay, hey, we'll join also. I mean, I sent two scholarships already, so, you know, I don't mind doing another one, but I was trying to get people involved. Mm-hmm. You know, at $130 a piece, it's not tax deductible. It's not, at the end of the day, it's not a huge deal. We should do it because it's going to help the cause, so to speak. But uh, it might be a tough sell because I had that Sharon lady call me on Sunday afternoon, really squeezing me. I mean, almost the point where I was feeling uncomfortable. She's down. On Tuesday, I meet with the president, Bukele's brother, Abraham, Abraham, the brother. And when he asked me, Sharon, where's all their Bitcoiners taking up to help with these kids, right? Educate these kids. What am I going to tell them? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's been a lot of money spent, I'm sure, donated by big causes, maybe Swan or Ibex Mercado or some of those bigger. They've already set 10 chunks of money in. But on an ongoing basis, she was, and I was really hoping as was she to maybe have the national Bitcoin meetups. I mean, if you got them involved, it could be a tremendous positive for the space. Yeah. Um. But so I don't know. It's been interesting. So, so she'll talk to her brother and the Charlotte group and see what they want to do. But uh, she's fully aware, as am I and you, that it's it's an uphill battle to try and raise money. I think the cause is good. It's just a matter of what can we do. I'm not sure. Yeah. No. Well, we could we could if you want we could start reaching out to all the meetups and go hey. At least if Liz and, and Jacob get on board, we could say, hey, we're doing this thing here at Reading. Also, Charlotte's doing it. How about we get, you know, every meetup at least to just collectively sponsor one person? 
Right. I mean, then there's going to be that's going to be 50 kids probably because there's probably 50 meetups, 30 to 50. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. There's probably more. I mean, I think Sid hit 30 meetups and it, it, it he missed a lot of them. So, um, no, I'm I'm with you. I mean, there are some big meetups. You know, Kansas City's a good sized meetup. There's some big meetups. Yeah. Hey, guess who's back? Hey, 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 boo boos. You were I, um, sleeping there. You were frozen in your sleep position. These damn things. They're um, they uh, yeah, yeah. They boost the signal and stuff. So I just I was having problems with that one, and so so I have another one at the other end of the house, and um, I'm like, well, this one has been screwing up. Like it's been kicking me off for a few days. And then I'll, I got it going, and I was like, "Sweet, I'll just use it." And then, so I had I grabbed the other one from the other end of the house, and and was going to use it, but then I got it going, and then all of a sudden, this that one booted me off, so I plugged the other one in, and because this uh, I hardwire into those things, because my um, router is like at the other end of the house, so. So Jed and I, well, I'm glad you got a fixer, Lionel. I mean, yeah, Lauren. me too, Lauren. So Jed and I, that Lauren, Lauren, we're just uh, covering a couple topics. <laughs> One of the topics is, can we get anybody else to go down south with uh, Jed to Chico? Then just Jed. I don't know who would go. I don't know who would go. Are you frozen again there, Lauren? Are you deep in thought? He's you're typing away on his where? phone. Took it. Where? You're freezing up again on me. Is that me? <laughs> it's Shit. you. <laughs> it is Good me stuff. isn't it Good it's you we hate to tell it and charter <laughs> it, it's actually amazing though that alan and i are on satellites and you're on another one on charter charter and yeah. you're being boosted through your house through another device and how little latency right. there is that's incredible oh that's a good point yeah um so is Jed, gonna, is your computer picking up your voice um, laptop um, the yeah it's picking it up one, just, okay. it's like his router's been drinking or something yeah next to lauren drinking have you had how many beers have you had lauren? Again. <laughs> son of a bitch no beers. No. <laughs> Your router I just got is drunk. Fiat factory. Your router is yes. drunk. Okay, then I'm gonna get on the on my cellular. Wow. Okay. Oh, that, that's not a good idea. It's a horrible idea. Lauren squared. Are we having beers? Are we having? I thought beers? if I got booted off that, thought, I'd have this as a backup. I thought if I got booted off that, I'd have this as a backup. Maybe a bad idea. Hmm? Okay, that'd be bad. We're going to shit can that idea. Okay. That was fun. Oh, so, besides the meetup in Chico, and uh, we were discussing the Bank of England. The Bank oh, you of and England. Jed. Yeah, no, go to, go, to, go to you and Jed thing. Yeah. Well, we were touching briefly on would our meetup be interested in sponsoring a kid down in El Salvador oh, right. for the my my premier Bitcoin. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we could put together enough between the group of us for one. I think yeah. that if, if we weren't in a bear market, I think we'd have a little bit more uh wiggle room with our uh 
fiscal uh, expenditures. <laughs> yeah. When Bitcoin hits a hundred grand again, I think we'll be able to sponsor a whole half dozen of those guys. But right now, our nuts are getting squeezed in a vice. <laughs> yeah. My so wife was shaking her head at that thought. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, but so if between we could do one, yeah, between uh, good. yeah, we can just like at our next meeting, we'll just take up a, we'll pass the offering plate around like they do at church, and we'll keep passing it around. It'll be uh, <laughs> it'll be like a scan code. Hey, why don't churches just pass around the uh, just pass around a piece of paper that has a code on it in church instead of an offering plate? Hmm. That's an idea. Mm -hmm. how many people mm -hmm. there would use it though right how many people are technologically savvy enough to zero right well i think it's a bit of education yeah so i went to my uh we have a tuesday morning breakfast at my church men's prayer breakfast so, men's prayer breakfast yes yeah, so yesterday morning i was the speaker oh wow and i spoke about bitcoin <laughs> nice and I shared, you know, I said, Bitcoin, in the world of Bitcoiners, Bitcoin, they, there's freedom, there's hope, there's peace. You know, I said, the difference between the church and Bitcoin is we're going to promote an eternal hope, eternal joy, eternal freedom, eternal, yeah. eternal peace. Uh, so I said, but there's a lot of similarities. Um, I did tell about this one guy who kept referencing me as Bitcoin Jesus, Bitcoin Messiah, yeah. and these guys all laughed. <laughs> did they? They thought but that he, was pretty funny, oh, too. Oh, that's great. But he changed <laughs> but, uh, it to Bitcoin Superman. Yeah, I told him he changed it. I didn't tell him what they changed it to, but... Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's um, funny. No, I told him, I said, you know, I just love promoting what Bitcoin <laughs> does. I, I, so I gave a good plug for Bitcoin at the same time as drawing yeah. some distinctions there. But, hey, it's good for people to hear, right? Um, uh, absolutely. Yeah. I had one guy who say, wow, I need you to sit down with me sometime and tell me about Bitcoin. So, uh, you mm. know, it's clearly is how we, how we promote awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was telling maybe somebody, maybe just Lauren here. I just got off the telephone with Yusuf, oh, who yeah. is the CEO founder of Built with Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. I did not record it, but we uh, had some questions for him. I, I did a telephone, actually just a voice record. I didn't, didn't actually record it as a, on the Zoom call, but um, he was sharing with me once again how Built with Bitcoin, they only take Bitcoin donations they don't take fiat money and they were sort of quiet for the first five years. So they had some accomplishments under their yeah. belt before they started promoting themselves like last year at the uh, Bitcoin conference. Um, but they're doing some great works on maybe four or five different continents. Right. I don't know if you heard the story, Lauren, but he spoke at the grassroots conference, Yusuf. Uh, he oh, I probably, Houston, yeah. And uh, there was this island off the coast of El Salvador that, of course, when they announced Bitcoin was the monetary unit and everybody had available a Chivo wallet with $30 of Bitcoin, there yeah. were some unscrupulous characters yeah. that went to say, hey, give us mm -hmm. your wallets and we'll go cash it, bring it back the cash and never showed up with the cash. Right. And so this island reached out to build Bitcoin to come in and educate. And so... He says, he told me, I wish I could take credit for that, but it wasn't me. It was this island reaching out. So somebody on the island, in spite of the bad experience, had the foresight to reach out, looking for help, to bring in some education yeah. and really turn things around. So that's a great story. Yeah, I did hear that. I did hear that one. 
But uh, so I tell him, I said, you know, when I, when I orange pill people, I like to share what Bitcoin is doing for people, right. how it is improving lives around the world. And certainly now I can tell stories about built with Bitcoin, mm -hmm. going into poor villages, building schools, uh, educating kids, yeah. putting a water, a safe water drinking for the village. I mean, that's a great uh, value proposition Bitcoin right. is giving to people all around the world that are able to be touched by that. So for the skeptics who think there's no value, they're totally wrong. There's great value. If you look around or are willing to look around and see, there's great value Jesus, in what's happening. Man. Hey, Alan. What's that? Give Jed and I a chance to get a breath, bro. <laughs> you just I'm starting to write things down because <laughs> I was like, you you just had fourteen thoughts going off in my mind, and they switched <laughs> topics on me four times. I'm already back at uh oh yeah, and I uh one more thing before <laughs> I forget. <laughs> I'm just writing notes because uh you're doing hard writes on me, and look at Jed, he's the same way. He's like, holy shit, what is going on right now? Now, I want to just start with you saying orange pill because you're the person, you, ex Bitcoin Jesus new bitcoin superman are the one who said you like i think vernacular is important here because we want to grow the bitcoin the human network that's seriously to me the most important part bitcoin is um a tool that's it it's a tool and it's for humanity it's for everybody it's for bad guys and good guys and ugly and pretty and democrats and republicans and russians and chinese and so um However, we can make that get the message out there the best uh, is what it's all about to me. And I love the fact that you said maybe we shouldn't use the word orange pill because it sounds a little culty and it sounds like we're trying to just jam these pills down people's throats. So when you brought that up to me, I gave it a lot of thought and I like that. So I'm going to try to use other words to, to, you know, instead I'll say like when I'm explaining Bitcoin to people or when I'm telling people about Bitcoin or things like that because it sounds a little culty to me and it turns other people off. So I do little studies where, and my best subject is sitting in the other room because she is a, you know, she went through the whole have fun staying poor and like basically like, oh, well, you know, F you. And which is, those are true things. And I'm not fighting that, but I am saying, but our message should be more like open arms and inviting more people to throw them the life raft. We want them to grab on. We want them to grab the life ring we could very well just flip on the middle finger and, and say, have fun staying poor. But I think that, that that's super important. I did write down a, a couple more things. One was, um, cause you were talking about the people you were, I was able to give a Bitcoin tip to my, uh, Dutch brothers server the other day. So I was pretty stoked about that. And then, um, Shit, I wrote down other things, but I'll stop because I don't want to be the man on the soapbox now because I was just giving Alan shit about that. <laughs> Jed, do you want to interject before we let well, Alan get back, back up on we the box? Let's go back to what we were talking about earlier. Sorry. Let's go back to Which what we were one? talking about. The bank? Me, Premier Bitcoin, <laughs> about, the, about the Bitcoin oh. meetups. So if yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we could get, you know, pool our money, do one student, then we could reach yeah. out to all the other Bitcoin meetups and challenge them publicly Ooh, on like Twitter. It. And say, hey, we've we've funded X amount of students, one or two, whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> How about you guys reach out and let's let's have a little uh, competition, friendly competition. Let's like see that. how much you guys can gather to donate. 
For sure. That's a great idea. And I, I did have that down too on my little list, but I was once again, uh, I, I didn't hurt your feelings or anything, did I, Alan? I just was like, no, I, my list started to grow way too long. And I'm like, now I'm going to be all over the board just trying to say all these different things. Because we started with the Bank of England. We had internet troubles. We Then we were just like, doo, 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 all over the board. <laughs> did you guys talk about the Bank of England thing anymore? Nope. Okay. No, we're we, waiting for you. We're on a roll, too. Do you remember where you were? Because we'll let you jump back on again. Uh, no, You're I mean, I think about... we could say, yeah. I think we could say about our meetup that we have already had two kids sponsored by our meetup, which oh, indirectly which is, is true. I sponsored two kids. We <laughs> yeah. can say we're working on our third. Oh, that's not a lie. That would not be a lie. Right. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Sweet. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, squeeze the trigger on that at our next me meeting then, huh? And that'll be when? I think it's the second week of October, Thursday. Because Brandon's, okay, Brandon's gone this week and next week. Who's so Brandon? Be like the second week. <laughs> Let me see if I can look it up real quick. Who's Brandon? The pizza guy. Oh. So oh, his oh. place is probably shut down because he blacked not out let's the go, calendar. Brandon. <laughs> no, no, not let's go. Different Brandon altogether. So I will be home the 13th of October. All right. Let me see. Perfect. It's, uh, I think we have, I, I took a couple of days off the calendar because he was complaining about how many days we had on there. So you'll be the 13th. Let me look into that and see if he's there. We'll, we have the sixth as well. So let me, let me look on the 13th and see if anybody's scheduled for that day. And I'll also be home the 27th. And so I maybe. Gonna, I was going to say another thing is this weekend, if it's just going to be us getting together, mm. we might as well just go to the center. Oh, that's a good idea. We could have some food delivered. We could have a cooler filled with beer. Let's have some beers. Let's have some food. Foods yep. and beers. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, man. I um, I got a feeling that things are going to turn around here because I think the squeeze that we're feeling in the financial markets around the world is going to force the rats off the ship and look for floatsome. Look for little pieces of things to save their ass and save their lives. And like, even this this um this thing in Britain today, I think it's a lot bigger than we all realize. I think that was a perhaps close to colossal breakdown in the global economic as we know it. Like that could have wiped out a whole shitload of people's retirement over there. It could have mm -hmm. like they were basically a liquid, you know. So I mean it's and then the only option is to hit that magical print button. And it's like that this cannot last forever and these things impact us it impacts other countries so i think that these kinds of things will lead people to the promised land you know oh that's another thing i had on my list too was actually talking about the you know what you were talking about at your prayer breakfast alan which is i mean this is as close to god's money as you're going to find uh on this great green and blue earth or whatever we call this planet mm -hmm. because it is truth you know and it is not it's not the Pope doesn't get to dictate this, not not one dude. It is pure truth that everyone has agreed upon, and you can't screw the other person out of it. So it is right. when, you, when you're talking truth. Truth is the elemental foundation of what relationships are based upon. Truth and trust, and and then that's a direct hand in hand with love and hope and 
good good stuff not so in the battle of good versus evil bitcoin is probably one of the greatest tools humanity has for love and truth and it, i mean to me i don't understand why churches aren't all over this thing if they really knew what it was it is an instrument of truth it is an instrument of hope and love and everything good you know because in a world filled with fear and uncertainty and doubt and all these scary like crap that are that dominate people and actually destroy their lives because when you have all this anxiety in your life all the time it just sheds years off your life but you have something to look forward to and hope for the future it's a, it's it's a whole different story you know so i don't understand i guess maybe it's just the lack of knowledge on the part of a lot of churches that don't preach this from the pulpit you know because to me it's it's also sovereignty. It is it is God's money. You don't have to have Uncle Sam or who, whatever country you're from dictate what you do. They're not dipping their plate in your collection pot. They're not, you're not filing whatever. It's your prerogative then. It's like, no, guess what? This is outside of your system. This is sovereign, you know? Like there's so many reasons that this should be something that's preached from the pulpit that, that churches adopt going forward. Like to me, everybody should. The hood should. The people out here that are roping goats should. The people that want to fight back against the state should. Like, it just everybody should. People that want to save their ass from this current system should. Like, there's nobody that shouldn't want a Bitcoin standard, you know? Yeah, there may be problems with it in the future. But right now, when you, when you play the game theory out all the way through, it's tough to see any cracks, especially when you compare it to what we have. When you compare it to what we have... Uh, I mean, uh, jump, run, grab that life ring and, and go. Sorry, so, I'm on the so, so yesterday, the, the the premise of my discussion was hope. And I said, yeah. oh, good. See, a lot of people in this economy, especially people, older folks going to retirement, mm -hmm. it is easy to be a little discouraged when your stock market funds are down and, yep. uh, I let her say, you know what? When our kids are sick, or when we when we are sick, we ask the doctors, God help these doctors get get them the best tools to help cure our body. And I said, in many ways, Bitcoin is a great tool that I believe that uh, God has given us for this time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't make it a Bitcoin talk, but I did want to bring the hope aspect um, for sure. So I hopefully put some thoughts in people's minds. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So also along that same thing is, isn't that what Jesus, one of the things he was crucified for is speaking out against the money handlers and interest and all of that. Right. So Bitcoin is the truth. Mm -hmm. The well, there, That's system, one of the few times he got angry, right, physically right. angry, and he disrupted the money changers, what they were doing. Right. Yeah, and you have other religions that um, don't believe in charging interest even. And I mean, Bitcoin right. would be a perfect thing for that. Absolutely. Uh, did you guys see what the bond markets have been just tripping out lately too? Just tripping balls, man. Mm -hmm. And mortgage rates. Have you seen mortgage rates the last there, some week? Place, some they're up over seven in some lenders. They're fucking colossal. 30-year yep. fixed hit seven, went over seven like today. Wow. They it's just like hit six like, yeah, they just hit six like a week and a half ago. And and we're thinking, ding, 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 around there. And then all of a sudden it was like 6.8 and then seven. And it's like, yep. this is insanity. Less than a year ago, it was like two point something. 
you know? So people that are on these adjustable rate mortgages, this is just one of the many of the everything bubbles that's just gonna, like, when it goes, whatever goes first, it's gonna be an avalanche of a shit avalanche, just a colossal shit avalanche of fiscal insanity, global insanity. Like, it, this cannot sustain. People that are, it's it's weird when reading and, and watching, like, um, professionals uh in this in these areas just saying oh no we'll be fine and you know there it's like what are you smoking what are you watching what are you like what information are you getting because this cannot sustain this is an unsustainable like print yourself to oblivion issue and you're fucking smoking crack if you think that this this whole financial global system can sustain th itself right now this this is fucking crazy like we're we're at the precipice of a of a fucking meltdown fiscally we're it, it's mm -hmm. it's mind-boggling and it's going to be one thing like you know if this if this uh uk bank thing went on went a, a skew today which really it did it's just when when are they going to pay for it and we know what happens when they hit the print button it just it's 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 <sighs> It's going to cause more inflation. They're just injecting all of this cash, this money into the system, which is counterproductive to what they're trying to accomplish, which is to reduce inflation. So it's just, mm -hmm. it's insanity. It's an oxymoron. But you yeah, think gonna, people, go ahead, Jed. They're, they're going to counter inflation with those checks they're sending us. Didn't you know that? Well, that's what the layperson <laughs> thinks. And they got all excited when they get their 1200 bucks until they lose their house and their car that they use that 1200 bucks is down a payment on. And now they go to try to refi. A lot of them have that delusion where they're like, oh yeah, I'll just refi my house. And it's like, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Give it a whirl. Go try. You want a, your payment three times higher than it is now? Good luck. If you even qualify, you know, yeah. True. and that's just one tiny sector of the insanity that's going on right now. Yep. The safe move is your stupid bond market, which I mean, these, these, the, um, the inversions and those things are in, crazy right now. Like just unseen, unheard of. Like, uh, I'm not sure that some of these spreads have been there in the past, you know, just, just insanity. And the, the losses in the bond markets are top three all time right now. I want to say, I think the dirty thirties, the whole great depression only had one year where, where they actually lost more in the bond markets than we have already in 2022. Like it's these, some of the numbers that are coming out right now are just mind boggling. And, and we're not set up to make anything better right now. You know, like at the end of this month, what's 28th on the 30th, we stopped dipping into the, into our oil reserves down there. Like, I mean, there's, there's just so many things happening simultaneously that are just the average joe doesn't even just do 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 do. i'm just gonna go about my little rat race life and whatnot not realizing the the shit storm of that's a coming even you know, some people like kathy woods doesn't say she doesn't show i mean she's a macroeconomic economist mm -hmm. she's a pretty smart gal she believes she in is. bitcoin but she thinks we're going into a deflationary period so she doesn't think i mean it's interesting how easy going she takes where we are yeah well i mean there's uh, i think a lot of these things are about definitions like uh, the older i get the more i realize that the definitions in our own mind like we're we probably are going to go through a deflationary period but in what sectors and in what way and what whatever because it's like uh a lot of things are going to go 
like down in price. Like you're going to be able to buy an RV for next to nothing in like 10 months probably. And that's because people are selling that shit to pay off their super expensive mortgage or their super, their essentials that have went up in price like crazy. So we're going to have a strange time of stagflation like we did in the seventies, but probably on a grand scale, you know, because it's like people are going to be choosing what they're going to do with their limited amount of cash, which the purchasing power is, is going to be degraded on and, and they're going to be like, your purchasing power is going to just be, get shit on because we're, our government's going to have to jump in pretty soon now that, you know, the UK got the jump start off of the print uh, wagon. So now we're going to have to jump into the fray. So, so they, you know, we're, it's going to be a print war to the bottom, you know? So yeah, and it's ugly. And it's going to be ugly. I don't believe that there's going to be a, a decrease in the price of anything. Well, I'm only saying it if it's like people that have a third car or a, like the things that aren't as essential, right. they're going to try to unload for the things that they absolutely need, like food. Right. And, and you're, you're so, seeing that in the used car market right now. Right. Like yeah, the used yeah, yeah. car market is starting yes. to build back of yes. inventory, but I don't mm -hmm. see price of cars dropping. Yet. Yeah. They will. They will because you're, you're going to see repos just start skyrocketing. Because people are not going to be able to make these payments. They're not going to be able to refinance anything because re even even companies aren't going to be re going to be able to refinance their debts. Like these yeah, zombies are fucked. All, what, if, what if they all get bailed out again? See, that's, well, that's what I'm that's, thinking. It's, is that that's is going to happen? have to happen. It has to happen, but it, that's so a then, question of when. So How then long... that just ultimately drives the price of everything back up. So right, I don't right, right. see any periods where we're going to see significant deflation. Yeah, you will from, it depends all on when they decide to pivot like that. So from let's say three months from now or six months from now until the pivot, until the they turn the spigot back on again and start spewing money all over, that's when we'll feel that squeeze mm -hmm. of, and, and, it, and it'll be like, they get to pick the winners and losers too. They get to pick who gets bailed out like they've always done. They're like, Oh well, this bank is essential. We we're fucked without this bank. So guess what? They get money. And oh, this airline, even though they were fucking dumbasses and dipshits, they made a whole bunch of poor choices, you know, bad business choices and poor monetary policy. But we're gonna bail them out because we need the airline industry. Like so, the 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 person with their finger on the printer, which is a a horrible gross collaboration between criminal organizations of the federal reserve and our quote unquote elected government get to choose who the fuck the winners and the losers are. And it's bullshit. That's another thing Bitcoin fixes because that is a decentralized community property that we all agree. Like, Nope, this is the standard. If you screw up, you pay the consequences, which is the way it should be. It's the way it was back in caveman days. And it's the way it should be now. So We'll see what happens, but um, I I had some dry powder saved up for um, just in my um, gamble funds for um, the whatever, and I'm starting to deploy them already. After this Bank of England thing, I'm thinking, I think it might be a FOMO thing once once real money starts waking up and going, shit, like where can we, it's not a question of where can we earn any interest or earn any uh, yield it's more a question of how can we save our ass how can we not lose how can we not get de depreciated devalued and debased and and one of the only answers to that question is bitcoin you know so i think um 
I think we may hear a little mini stampede coming in. And then as soon as that pivot happens, look out. It's just, I think it's rocket ship time because it's like, then it's a free for all for it'll, it'll turn into what we just experienced, which is way too much money chasing too few of goods. And, and, and so anything of scarcity is just going to get pounced on. So we'll see what happens, but um, it's not looking good for the uh, current financial system. All right. Well, it's interesting. People have to choose where will they will lose the least money. So right. people are selling assets to put in the cash, which is cash is a losing proposition. So I guess they figure cash will lose less than their other assets. Right. <laughs> well, well, I think crazy. Where also, am I going to lose the least? I think they're also assuming like what we're talking about right now, like prices are going to decrease. That's why I think right. that it may not happen because there are going to be a few people sitting on the sidelines to buy up that stuff, but that's ultimately right. just going to drive the price back up. And then what happens when everybody's out of dry powder? You know, they're going to have to start the printer again. Mm -hmm. They're going to have, right. and then like you're saying, uh, that's that one thing that happens last for a little bit that, mm -hmm. the, you know, but it'll be felt later, the consequences. Right. Well, that's one of the goals of, of, their monetary policy right now is to extract uh, a lot of that extra cash out of the system. So when somebody defaults, um, that basically just so back during you know our COVID bailouts and everything, and now the opposite is going on where they have a the sucker hose coming out and just sucking all that back out again. And it's happening and it's going to continue to happen. And it seems like they're, um, they want to be a hero by coming in and fixing everything by just papering it over with money. And now they got to destroy it all so they can do the same thing again, you know? So who knows the, the weird part about cash is, um, cash actually was a brilliant thing to run to, you know, uh, six months ago because it actually did hold its value better than stocks and bonds and all the other insanity, but not to hold it long-term, but just, to, just during these few months during, until the next pivot or until, you know, whatever, but it did better than pretty much everything else. So running to American dollars was actually a smart move. If you just look at what held its value over the last X number of months, but long-term, longer term, horrible idea. So I think a lot of people, especially people that really know what the hell's going on, which is a, a pending pivot, ran to cash. They, they were cashing their shit out of the stock market like December, you know? So that has been, that has proven to be a good move because it didn't get debased as much as a lot of people thought it would because there was no printing going on. There was, well, there actually was, but that's a different story. But it, it has proven to be because people get freaked out, they run to cash, you know? Traditionally, people have run to gold, but gold prices are so manipulated now, it's pathetic. Gold should be 8000 bucks, but it's like 1600 It's been depreciating, you know? And and honestly, the, the, the two countries that are the gold market, basically, is India and China. And so, really, the between India, China, and governments and federal banks and central banks, that that's the dictates the whole gold market right there. And it's, so it's all manipulated and I don't, I don't trust it as far as I can throw it or hold a gold bar in my ass hole. So, um, yeah, I mean, running to cash was a good idea, but, but you got to deploy that cash and not sit on it when 
when the next print comes and the next print's probably going to come within 12 months i would imagine just because we can't we can't just sit here and just keep destroying things because we're going to start destroying infrastructure we're going to start destroying zombie companies that we rely on for food zombie companies that we rely on for transportation zombie companies we got so many zombie companies even in, there's fortune 500 companies there's companies that are that we're borrowing money to pay dividends because the access to that cheap, easy, free money was right there. And yet, if you looked at their books, they were fucked. They were barely keeping their head above water, but they're borrowing money to pay dividends. It's fucking insanity, you know, but they're out there. Well, they were not anymore. So it's going to be interesting to see when people start trying to refi and try to access this cheap and easy money that they've been able to access for several years. And now they're going to be fucked. They're really, people are going to be laid off. There's going to be like, that. they still preach about these, all these fucking jobs that are out there. And it's like, enjoy them while they last motherfuckers, because they're going to be gone. They're, it's going to be the opposite. People are going to be scrambling and fighting over like, I would love to go be a cashier at McDonald's, but the fucking robots took that over. <laughs> I'd love to go flip burgers, but guess what? There's a guy with a fucking master's degree down there at the fry machine. So it's, it's, that's coming. Unless you, you know, and this is where we're speculating. We don't know when the Federal Reserve will pivot and start spraying money back in, but I would bet my left nut that, that they have to do it, you know, like I'd bet my right arm and my left arm. I am betting that, you know. Well, let me ask you guys a question. You know, Lauren, you're, you speak very knowledgeably. So you've been listening to a lot of good people in the space. Uh, tell me, who do you, who is the best student of history that you believe has the most rounded advice the best picture of things where we are do you have a favorite oh man it, the the weird part about history uh in this context is i think we're at a at a time in history that we haven't ever been at before so i don't we're not even this isn't even a dirty 30s kind of history but what this is is um We've convoluted and complicated the fiscal system so much that it, you, you, uh, you get a doctorate in this shit and you still don't know what's going on because each little sector of this economy, it, it has its own set of specialists. Like you look at the bond market and you look at a guy like Greg Foss, that fucker knows everything there is to know about the fucking bond market. But then you go look at real estate and then you go and you, when you take, and then you, you, God only knows what the hell's going on behind closed doors with the, in the with the government because it seems like the government is kind of infused now itself with the central banking system here. And then the central banking system globally has been infused with the bank of international settlements and the bank of international settlements is basically the central nervous system of all centralized banking worldwide. And they're doing all sorts of crazy experiments. You can go look them up on gs.org and see what's going on. So I don't know if there is a person that is like, the best person to go look at you're better off to like pick a bunch of different brains and use an eclectic approach where you go okay bond market i'm gonna use foss foss is like my guy in the bond market i'm gonna use i have there's traditional finance people that are like looking at things like the junk bonds and different things where they specialize in these sectors and i go holy shit because they're like okay this is one of the things we use jnk as our red flag indicator when it hits a certain level we know shit's hitting the fan and you know, so I just look at a lot of different um, factors and I look at a lot of different people in a lot of different sectors and go, holy shit, because traditionally just one thing would screw up. Like, like our big problem in 08, 07 in that era was like a housing bubble. 
uh, you know, there's, but right now we have so many debt bubbles. We have uh, student loans. We have credit card debts that are at their all-time highs right now. We have uh, government debts all around the world. We have another housing bubble, which you don't really hear a lot about, mostly because we have overinflated house prices with rapidly rising interest rates that these these are going to collide in a colossal way. We have so many things going on simultaneously. And so you really have to look at all sorts of different experts. And if you do look back, like Lynn Alden is another good one where she has spent a ton of time researching a whole bunch of these different things. She's another good one for like the precious metals sector because she was, that's where I first heard of her. But um, when you look at it, nothing like this has ever happened in the world before. And so it's tough to actually go, hmm, who's really taken a broad look at this whole macro picture and who's an expert on it, you know? So there's a lot of miniature experts specializing in their field. But I would say like the two names that I mentioned, like Foss and uh, and Lynn, like they're they're a couple of the brainiacs in, in my opinion. What do you say, Jed? What do you like? I agree. I kind of believe in the same thing Lauren is saying, kind of decentralize where you get your information. You got to pick and choose different people. You can't rely on one source or else then you're just as biased as everybody else. Right. So that's what I do. I pick and choose my news sources. We don't have cable. The only thing we have here is Internet. So we don't watch television. We don't have the nightly news on. We just pick and choose what we believe and and go from there we don't have one central source of information no i concur it, it makes a challenge because you have difference of opinion yes some people say the sky is falling other people say no it's, we're doing okay mm -hmm. it is really yep. hard to ascertain the truth and get the true picture so i, I yeah. agree balancing out your views with different voices but that can even be a challenge knowing the best voices in the different fields. But I agree. Yeah. Foss and uh, Lynn are great, uh, great voices in the space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a, honestly, a bunch of, of the Bitcoin community um, are just geniuses, man. Like seriously, their brains are on point. And I don't say that lightly because I've been a, I've studied these, you know, I've, I've messed around with, stocks and whatnot for 15 years and and have been uh, an idiot at first there's a huge learning curve when you're listening to you know jackasses that are i don't want to say their names because i don't want to give them any credibility but um how how are they even on television it's more theatrics than reality and what what i've done is looked at their looked at their track record and then look at their predictions and see if they come true and then go, okay, wow, this person has been right 60, 70% of the time. That's amazing when a lot of these goobers are only correct 20 to 30% of the time with their predictions and they, what they think is going on in the, with certain stocks and blah, blah, blah. And in, in the Bitcoin community, the last handful of years since I've been involved, it has been... they a lot of the great thinkers in this space have been so freaking close to accurate that it's almost like we've watched this movie before and it's in slow motion and the train is just fucking derailing and we're just like sitting back eating popcorn because we've known all about it all along and it was just a matter of when and it's happening almost like it was scripted out, almost like they wrote the movie and now we're watching it, you know? So when it's, when it's, and that's the problem with society, they've, They've been listening to a narrative 
And who, whoever controls the narrative controls the people and they control the masses through fear and intimidation, um, division, all these techniques and tactics. And, and another huge one, the biggest one is controlling their value, their money, you know, which is as in the essence of controlling their lives, making them slaves to that, you know? So I don't want to be a slave. I don't want my kids to become slaves. And, um, I think, Bitcoin is the only shot, the only hope, and the only tool that we can use to escape the insanity that is the current financial system. So you mentioned your kids. I think that we are at a time where we are now understanding the importance of teaching our children financial literacy. Because so many times I was never taught financial literacy i never thought twice about money and our kids uh, you guys have younger kids mine are all older but i have grandkids but now financial literacy not only for kids but for adults is imperative yeah. because when people start to think about bitcoin you truly don't truly don't grasp the importance of bitcoin without some knowledge of money and most of us never grew up thinking about money other than buy it spend it and but the the money the the in, Education with money enables us to have a true appreciation of what Bitcoin is and what it will do for the future. Yeah, I agree. I think the best starting place when um, talking about Bitcoin or introducing it to somebody is with the simple, just what is money? Like the definition of money. And most people haven't even really gone there. They've never actually even had that thought cross their minds and when you ask them they say dumb things when they're trying to define money you know and so when you're actually you know um trying to get people to understand this whole you know concept uh that's a really great starting point for a lot of people i mean i think you have to test the waters but if they have any um intellectual uh, ability or curiosity whatsoever i think uh having them dig that deep because those are things we don't learn in school you know so crossing that bridge is a big one because then it's and in the history of money where you know people use this and that and the other thing and and, and in actuality it was just to solve the problems of like hey uh you know i'm a good farmer and he's a good whatever and we need to figure out how to exchange these things through time and space and how do we do that you know and over the years it's just been completely uh kidnapped and taken over and just it, it's now it's corrupted i mean we're we're uh we're basically we think we're free and we want to go help everybody else but in actuality we're kind of run by a bunch of legalized gangsters in this country you know and they're the centralized banking systems and now they're uh, they're running in cahoots with their goons the government which supposedly is supposed to work for us but in actuality that's not what's going on up there you know there's a lot of collusion with the with the legal entity that is called the the central bank the federal reserve and it's it's not right it needs to either go away or you know we need to starve that fucking beast so along those lines um i would propose jed that we check on maybe october 27 is the thursday about a month from now and if we can get fratelli's uh to allow us to have that room for example I propose to make a little flyer that we hand out maybe uh, what is money? Why is Bitcoin important? And just mm -hmm. the basics and pass yeah. out to people. I was in my this week. Uh, one of my bankers says, hey, Al, thanks for letting me know about the, give me the invites to the meetup. I do want to make it one of these weeks. But if we could put something on the calendar, 
I'll say, dude, this is the one you don't want to miss. We're going to talk about what is money, you know, why Bitcoin. And uh, I'd love to have a banker come out, not to pick on them per se, but, you know, to, to let that might pique their interest a little bit. If we're going to talk about money, what is money? What is sound money? You know, why Bitcoin? Would, uh, what do you think about that idea going on the calendar if we can work it out? That sounds good. You think the 27th? Yeah. Because okay. I'm actually here on the 13th and the 27th. And uh, but if we have a month leadway, I'll be home on the twenty seventh. If we have a month leadway, we we can put some fl a flyer together and uh, put it on the calendar and make it our maybe the October our, our educational meeting for October. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. We just have to check with Fratelli's of the calendar see if anybody's got it scheduled that night. I like that. Okay, that's a good idea. What happened to our um? Our banker that used to come to our meetups. Daniel, Daniel, where Daniel, is Daniel? Yeah, I was Daniel. looking in our thread. I haven't seen, I don't see his name even. Did he slip out somehow? You know, another thing we could do also is um, do a pod for beginners, you know, where we go through a lot of that stuff, but don't make it super convoluted and complicated. Make it short and sweet and to the point where we do like, you know, questions that we've had from uh, new people like the uh, people that Jed had uh, from Russia that were asking, like, why does it have value? And, you know, like the basics of like being able to wrap your mind around it from even for me, six or eight years ago, whenever I was getting my first touch points, it was just it was like, what the hell is that? And, you know, um, the person that was explaining it to me was doing a horrible job. So it was just convoluted and I was confused as all hell. And they were trying to describe mining to me and I was just super confused so if we could simplify it and then make it uh understandable I know there's a ton of resources out there but I'm still I don't know I think everybody's different too and so you have to kind of feel out uh the situation and and how each person is thinking and and whatnot in order to really reach them at their level so I don't think the same message can be just drummed into everybody's heads and 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 I think that's where um, buying into or uh, 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 opting into the Bitcoin network for people, they find the value in it in different ways and for different meanings. And so I don't care if it's for remittances. I don't care if it is because I want to make money and, and be speculative. I don't care if it is because uh, this is digital gold or it's, it's a monetary system. Because in my mind, it's all of those things and more. But, but a person, especially somebody who's not familiar with it, will find those, um, each one, like on their list, one of those things is going to be at the very top. And so it's like, maybe that'll be the thing that we pound harder for somebody like that. But still, I think uh, doing a little pod or something with just some of those basics where we're answering some of those questions, like, why does this have value? And how does this thing even work? Like, what is it? You know, because I couldn't who I talked to the first couple of times couldn't answer those questions for me. And I was left more confused than even before so maybe what we can do is pencil in a date and then make three or four touch points and give each one of us a touch point to think about and explain and even if we overlap a little bit it'll be our unique uh, way of bringing that point to bear and uh i mean a little ex little duplication never hurts and we could do a podcast test the water see what we mm -hmm. think in 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 uh in uh, you know planning for an actual meeting education mm -hmm. meeting so do you want to start good. with with like questions like uh like you know like you cover 
you know, what the, just the, the basics of what this whole thing consists of. And then somebody else is like, why is this thing have value? And, you know, bloody, bloody, blah. Cause at, at a certain point you got to get to like, how do you procure these things and keep them safe and blah, 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 blah. Cause it's so, yeah. So you could, you could honestly have one person about what is money. Mm -hmm. Give a very brief, we don't talk about a 30 minute discussion. We don't have right. an hour and a half time, but yeah, maybe yeah. a 10 minute discussion on what is money and, mm -hmm. you know, from the seashells to the rocks to here we have, and maybe a brief history, you know, my money was tied to gold, but in 1961, you know, president Nixon separated the gold standard. And now it's now the money is just backed by the government, the trust right. we have, which we're losing quickly as they print more money. And then something yeah. about you know why Bitcoin? What does Bitcoin do? Maybe third point. This point is well, how do we physically work with it? You know, how do you? Yeah, and those are pretty broad in themselves, but we could we could dial it back down mm -hmm. to maybe ten minutes each to at least whet people's appetites. Yeah, and then um, we can have um, a, like a question thing after each one, and then have don't don't be uh, feel bad if the other dudes interject little tidbits here and there too. You know. Do you, I wonder if um Nixon he nixed the the gold standard. I wonder if that's why we say nixed. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. That's a good it's point. That's a good yeah, point. no, I like that idea, Jed. That's a great idea. I mean, Alan, what do you think, Jed? Well, thank thank you. I appreciate the uh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Well, I know that <laughs> no, you were. That sounds like a great Alan. idea. And I think what we can do is we can each do, like you say, 10 minutes and then we can even do screen share so we can have a little mm. slideshow if we wanted to, stuff like that like to make that. it more visual for for the podcast listener. Yeah. So, Jed, if you want to check on maybe the 27th when your guy comes back, um, after this, the next day or two, we can, uh, you know, we can fine tune some thoughts and maybe assign a person a topic Um and then, you know, when you have to teach it, you dig in a little bit and learn a little bit better about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Typically. Um, and so then we can do a podcast maybe a week or so ahead of time or so, two weeks even. And uh, that might be good. And then yeah. for tomorrow night, can we uh, plan to shoot to meet tomorrow evening at the center there? Might as well. What time do you want to start? Well, I'm pretty flexible. Five, six. Uh, I mean, we normally do six to eight, but... You must well, so do we yoga. Do like five o'clock on, and then and then we order some food, and I'll I'll pick up some beer or something in the afternoon. Does that time work for you, Lauren? It should. It okay. Should. So, yeah. Jed, you want to put a message out on Telegram? Say, hey, folks, this will be real.